This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe filling in for Dave. He will be back on Tuesday. So media programs are always trying to connect with their audience. And AMI, we're no different. Whether it's through the Now with Dave Brown like uh, program like you're listening and watching now, it's daily bold question. Audience engagement is important. Hence why I keep asking you to chime in on the daily poll. But, of course, there are other ways you can reach out and say hi or weigh in with your thoughts about high-profile topics, and that's through social media. And communication specialist Greg David stops by to chat all about TikTok. Dave, uh, Greg, I'm sorry, how are you? First off, clearly I got Dave on my mind. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alex. How are you? I am not too bad. So uh, how has TikTok been a great platform for AMI to connect with the Canadian pan disability community? Yeah, I mean, you know, TikTok is where everybody's at. They're, you know, whenever you're trying to decide what social media platforms you want to be on, obviously Facebook and X are there, Instagram as well. But TikTok is the newest platform that we've uh, that AMI has joined as a company, and it's been really interesting and fun to engage with people. I mean, since we joined, we already have over thirteen thousand followers, and we have almost four hundred thousand likes for our videos. So it's just another way of spreading the word about what AMI does through these little quick bits of uh, of information. We provide little bits of, you know, promos, uh, different clips from specials in our TV shows, and they're really starting to resonate with our audience. Well, that's obviously great to hear. But like, what what is the some of the content that's being put up there? Well, I mean, just recently there was a conversation between yourself and Dave and uh, and uh, John Lepke talking about Air Canada's Sunshine uh, Sunshine Logo uh, Sunshine Tag Program. Uh, Air Canada, yeah, the lanyards, and, the lanyard yeah, the program. Lanyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just went up earlier earlier this week, and it's already uh, it's got almost 900 views already. Um, All Access Comedy, which is a special that debuted on AMI TV last week, we've got some clips from that, and it's all not only to engage in the conversation which is what you want to do every day through the daily polls and, and through your conversations, but also introduce people to who AMI, you know, who we are as a company and the type of programming. That's the hardest thing, Alex, is getting the word out about who we are and what we do. And so we're doing it on uh, TikTok. And obviously TikTok is very much a visual platform, visual medium. Yeah. So how are we ensuring accessibility is being uh, maintained? Because for us at AMI, accessibility is, you know, at the forefront of everything that we do. Yeah, and it's a great question. And it's something that, uh, you know, thankfully, it's something that we already kind of do automatically to make things accessible. So if you're a member of the deaf and hard of hearing community, there are subtitles, but also the clips that are there, even though they are visual, we always put clips up there where somebody is speaking and having a conversation or they're describing what is happening in that clip. So if you're a member of the blind and partially sighted community, you're always going to have, you know, it's always going to be accessible to you. So really proud of the work that we already do automatically and it fits perfectly on a platform like TikTok, even though it's visual. Well, that's great to hear. And also, too, I'm, I'm curious, Dave, uh, 
I, I did it again. I am so sorry. Take uh, Monday off, Alex. Don't yeah, worry, well, just take Monday off. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, a holiday <laughs> off. I will <laughs> certainly plan to do that. So in terms of like how AMI approaches the different types of social media, because we are on Facebook, we are on X, we are on TikTok. How how do we kind of um, kind of just incorporate and focus in terms of each specific uh, platform's strength when we're we're posting and creating content to share with our, our fans and audience? That is such a great question. It's a challenge that we face every week in the marketing department is that all of those platforms that you just mentioned are very, very different. So the messaging has to be different. You know, something that you post on Facebook doesn't necessarily translate to X in the messaging and certainly doesn't translate to something on Instagram or TikTok because TikTok, it needs to be kind of fast and and, and catch your attention right away. Instagram is very, uh, you know, photo and video, um, you know, oriented, but you can be a little bit longer with your clips. So it's, it's really something that, that Cassandra Chaddock, who is a member of the marketing and communications team, that's the thing that she does every day is, is figure out which clips are the most appropriate and then how to tweak that messaging for those different platforms because they're all, all so different, like you said. And of course, always make them accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the great work that uh, you guys do in communications and marketing, always making making us uh, on camera people look at even when we we inadvertently blurt out the wrong name on broadcast. You know, I always appreciate, Greg, that you're there to help me look my best. And for you at home, you can always follow AMI on TikTok and searching at Accessible Media Inc. on TikTok, at Accessible Media Inc. Now, turning from the positive side of uh, media in connection to a story that really has kind of caused a lot of controversy, a lot of reaction, Greg, this has to do with the layoffs at Bell Media. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we had talked about the, the shakeup uh, on the show last week. You know, among the losses and, and the cuts were 4,800 jobs and uh, the loss of CTV News uh, Noon, Newcast, across the country and the sale of 45 radio stations. So what are your thoughts about the loss of local TV news during the noon hour across Canada? I mean, you know, as somebody who's worked in the media ever since I got out of college, it's it's just heartbreaking to see that this continues to happen to to you know journalism and and news reporting and, and that type of thing. So I mean, I, it was shock initially, and you know, you look to see if there are some names that you recognize. But when it comes to noon specifically, I, I mean, you know, for some people, that's the only time that they they are checking out the news is that you're sitting down and you want to know what's happening in your community. Uh, so that's certainly a big big loss when it when it comes to that i think that sometimes we get caught up if you live in a big city like toronto it's or, or montreal or vancouver it's easy to say well i'm already getting the news that i need but what if you live in a really small community and you're not aware of what's happening in your own community and you're not on social media and maybe you don't have a newspaper because the newspaper got you know it is no longer available in your community either you know, a noontime uh, broadcast is is sometimes the sometimes the only place that you can get it if you're in a smaller community across this country well, and one thing too, because I, I, when I was coming out of school, I had part of the internships that I would do. It was working at Global News and, and other news yep. outlets. That the the noon hour broadcasts were always something very unique because it, it it was the first opportunity, especially on the TV news side of thing. You're starting to see what the reporters are working on that day. You're getting that first hint of oh, this is the the stories that they're chasing, the information they're gathering. Whereas if you're getting information right at the, the start of the day or later, either the story is just breaking, there's no actual follow-up or, or context, or 
The story's already a few hours old. News uh, at noon seemed to be that first hint of this is what's making news today. You are absolutely right. It's the preview of what's to come at the supper time and then maybe the late night news as well because the morning stuff, that's all covering what's happened overnight, right? So yeah, you're absolutely right in saying that the, you know, that's that's the preview of what's to come in your community specifically. Yeah, and and talk a bit more about like the impact on on communities because uh, one of the positives we did see uh, come out of uh, this uh, 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 these cuts was the fact that a lot of the community radio stations were bought by other uh, corporations trying to uh, kind of keep those afloat or at least uh, carry them on in some way, shape or form. But what is the impact when news is taken out of local or small communities? I mean, you know, I, I live in a small town outside of, of Ottawa. And so, you know, before that, I was in Toronto. And so it was always about the Toronto news. And it wasn't until I moved here that I realized how important it is to have community news that isn't Toronto-based. Um, when I tune in to watch the news um, out of Ottawa, I'm finding out what's happening, yes, nationally and internationally, but they're always setting aside time to talk about what's happening in the Ottawa area. And so, you know, that's the only way that I found out that after a snowstorm, you need to have your car off the road or you're going to get a ticket because they're plowing that's the only way that you can find out that the rideau canal hasn't you know frozen over enough that people can be on it safely of course there are going to be people that say well you can go to social media for that information and i get that but where else can you sit down for an hour and find out about what's happening not only around the world but in your own backyard and i think that that's what i think people forget about it's very easy to say oh go to facebook or twitter to get your news but you know, for me, it's kind of appointment viewing to to sit down for that hour, hour and a half and figure out, OK, what's going on around here that I need to know about in the Ottawa area, the Gatineau area or right in my small town? Absolutely. How optimistic are you about the the, the local stories and, and the uh, kind of the, the community reporting that that will continue to happen going forward in you know in 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 light of the these radio stations and the community uh, kind of outlets being uh, bought and and maintained and just more broadly in terms of as the world of news and media coverage evolves I mean, it's a kind of wait and see approach. I mean, you know, as you mentioned already, there are some radio stations that have been that that CTV is selling off that's being bought by local communities in the area. And they say that they're going to keep all of those people employed and they say that they're going to, you know, keep the, the community news going. So I think on the front of it, you know, when you say things like that, I get really excited and, and hopeful as well. But then, you know, everyone's been talking about how radio isn't making any money. But where do you draw the line at making, you know, obviously it's important to make money. Um, but that's why I have a job because I want to be, make some money. But, you know, where do you draw the line at, at uh, service and being able to service your community? And I don't know whether social media is the answer to all of those and, and to say, well, I'll just, I missed that. So I'll just catch up on Twitter or Facebook to find out what my news is. I don't know whether that's a viable option to a traditional news uh, television broadcast or a radio broadcast either. And let's let's dive into the social media side of it because, as you say, you can check out Twitter, you can check out X yeah. or Facebook or or even TikTok, and and a lot of people gather news that way. The yep. challenge is the what news organizations do, what what news programs do. Oftentimes, they they bring in editorial approaches. They they verify, they vet information yep. before before presenting it. That may not necessarily be happening on social media. So how can folks like balance those issues of getting immediate uh, information, but also identifying and uh, kind of verifying that information is correct. 
Yeah, it's really, really tough because, you know, depending on who you follow on on X or Twitter or Facebook or any of the other platforms, you know, you're kind of getting that one side to the story. And, you know, especially when you, you know, if 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 you are of the mind that if it isn't what you believe in, then it's fake news. I think it's really, really hard to, to, to fight that. But I think if you really want to find balanced stories, you need to find different sources. So you may follow, let's say, the Toronto Star. I'm just picking that out, mm-hmm. out of the air. You might want to go to the Toronto Star and read a story. But then you might want to go to the Globe and Mail and, and read a story that's that's similar to that about that same topic. Maybe you want to go to CNN. Maybe you want to go to Fox News. Um, you know, check out a few different sources. But you know, to to look for to try and get the information. I think that that's the safest thing. It used to be that you could just say that you could tune into Canadian media and they would tell you both sides of the story. But as we're seeing, the challenge is also the clickbaitness. Uh, you know, people are trying to make the stories really exciting to get people to watch or to click on that link. So it's becoming tougher to do that. So I would say check out multiple sources so that you get a more rounded reporting of the topic that you want to learn more about. Yeah, that, that's always such a, a, a great point. And that was something I know going through my media program and journalism program, that was always something, even if you're just trying to source news or information, that was always presented as you should do this because even, you know, even the best sources and information, there's inherent biases, there's, there's conscious, unconscious biases. Sure. So having a variety of sources from a variety of locations often serves well. Greg, thank you so much for, for bringing these two stories forward. Before I let you go, though, I've been yeah. asking everyone this because it is the Friday of a long weekend. I like to have some fun before we enjoy our family day here in Ontario. What is the most overrated ice cream flavor out there? This is kind of spurred from a, a, a survey that found that um, chocolate chip has been dropping in popularity. So <laughs> is it vanilla? Is it chocolate? Is it cookie dough or other? We had Eliza Rocco from the control room chime in and saying it should be mint chocolate should be on the list. She thinks that is overrated. I tend to disagree. My choice was chocolate, but what is yours? Uh, overrated, I would say Rocky Road for sure. Um, as a longtime, you know, buyer of uh, Baskin Robbins ice cream, I never understood why my dad would get Rocky Road because I can't like chocolate ice cream with chocolate chips in it, but then there's nuts in there too. I never really understood that one. So I would vote for that. And I can say that as the person who posts the Facebook poll, mm-hmm. we've already got some really interesting answers and I won't spoil them there because I know that you want to talk about it. The conversation will come up on Tuesday, but some really interesting answers answers on Facebook. So head to our Facebook page and vote on this too. Greg, you always do such a great job. You just tee up the uh, the promotion. You got people to get engaged. It's, it's almost like this is your job or something as a communication specialist. Go figure. It's crazy. Out of getting out of college in 1991, it's always been about neither promoting myself or something else. So it's just become second nature by now. Greg, thank you so much. I appreciate you chatting a bit more uh, than uh, normal with me. Have yourself a wonderful day and have yourself a wonderful weekend as well. You too. Thanks a lot, Alex. Yeah, That is Greg David, communications specialist with AMI. And again, be sure to sign up on our TikTok account and, and follow us. Tons of great content getting put up there every single day. And you can do so by searching on TikTok at Accessible Media Inc., at Accessible Media Inc. And also remember to chime in on our daily polls on Facebook at Accessible Media Inc. as well, or on X at Accessible Media. Well, as I mentioned, that is all the time we have on the show today, and it's all the time we have on the show this week. We are off on Monday because of the holiday, but don't worry, 
We'll be back on Tuesday, and Dave will be here. I, I briefly just want to thank all the guests we had on the show today, Michelle McQuig and Juwita Gupta on the news panel, and also saying a very special thank you to Elizabeth Moeller and John Lucky, who were filling in as co-hosts this week, doing a fantastic job while I was stepping in to the hosting chair. It's not always easy, so we like to share some extra love to them. And on Tuesday's edition, we got another uh, version of the news quiz. Alicia Yardley, Karen McGee, and myself, we will battle it out to see who has been following the news closely. And that is now with Dave Brown, weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on AMI-tv and streaming in amiplus.ca. So, it's Friday, as we always like to do. I just shared some love to all the people who worked on it, the show this week and filled in. We also like to share some love with the folks behind the scenes. So say it with me. Let's roll those credits. Host, Dave Brown. Co-host, producer, Alex Smite. Sports reporter, Brock Richardson. Entertainment reporter, Laura Bain. Contributors, Ramia Muthan, Nisreen Abdel-Majid. Senior show producer, Andrika Delanero. Visual producer, Bruce Paclarian. Producers, Paul Daniel, Marianne Dion jones Bob Pagrak. Production assistant, Kingsley Juco. DB producer, Mark Phoenix. Director, Anastasia Spalding-Stenhouse. Control room operators, Daniel Panamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby, Caitlin Robinson. Operations Coordinator, Jordan Mulgrave. Manager of Operations, Kyle Harper. Manager of Live Production, Paula Deneen. Director of Content Development, Kara Nye. Vice President of Programming, John Melville. President and CEO, David Arrington. Give us your feedback, 1-866-509-4545. Copyright 2024, Accessible Media Inc. NAMI Original Production. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.